1: Are you ready to talk money, Red?
0: I'm ready to talk money.
1: Well, that's a good thing because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And, you know, tis the season. Merry Christmas is coming up. I'm actually pretty excited this year about Christmas and the whole season. And maybe it's because I haven't been able to get outside and, and uh, you know, I'm not feeling all that marketing pressure and all that stuff. I'm, you know, just
0: because Amazon's so easy to order from? I don't know.
1: You're <laughs> we just having that
0: discussion. Amazon is a very scary, well, any online, it doesn't have to be Amazon, it can be any ordering from anybody. Uh, yeah, it's really handy to do the online shopping.
1: It, it is, you yeah. know, that that whole, um, you know, we are now more familiar and connected and speaking about connections, uh, if you want to listen to oh, yes. one of our, our last shows, uh, we've had some I think some some pretty show, great so. shows this last season um and uh we just encourage you to do that. Uh you can get them on morethanenough.ca that's uh, nchri.ca and not mind.ca. Those three websites actually have the player right there. So you just log in, uh find the radio show and then uh follow the links to it and then just play it. Uh if if you are a podcaster again, we're on YouTube, Spotify, um all of the all of them tune in itunes all of them i can't even think of them all so feel free to rate us again that's really helpful in terms of just uh getting the word out and we like to share the word of god and and talk about money at the same time so um thank you for joining us again in this season where uh we are really aware of uh just you joining us and and Pull up your your coffee mug and we just want to thank you for allowing us into your kitchens into your devices into your life and uh, and just give us the uh, have the conversation with yeah, us Yeah, speaking
0: so. of coffee mugs we got coffee mugs
1: we do more
0: than enough coffee mugs so if you want a more than enough coffee mug send us a message info at more than and we'll get you a coffee mug yeah we got merch for the first time woohoo okay. anyway and we have some t-shirts but that's for another time to tell you about those. Um, Actually, but the whole topic about starting off and talking about Amazon and Mm -hmm. online shopping and all of that um, is uh, very ties in with our uh, our topic today, which we're going to talk have never talked in four years of podcasts together about delayed gratification. We have not ever spoken about this and. I it's think because it's, I hate
1: talking about it. It's why? Like, uh, well, you know, you're, you're wait, pretty- <laughs> waiting to get the thing that I want. Like. I mean,
0: and online shopping really makes delayed gratification like, a you know, you don't have to delay it. Just click, give your visa, and we're good to go. So this morning, we are talking about why delayed gratification can be so good for your finances. And why how we see delayed gratification often in scripture and i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: gonna just jump in there it's more than just so good for your finances it's so good for for a lot of ways um and we're going to talk a little bit practicality later but but it's not just oh it's a good thing for our finances so i should do it it's a good thing for our health it's a good thing for our relationship it's a good thing for for um even the future in terms of just what goes on in the future and i Again, I jumped in, so I'll let you go. So
0: in Isaiah 40, I'm going to read 27 to 31. Mm. Um, I think delayed gratification can um, be a sign that we're trusting and willing to wait. Um, We're trusting God. We're maybe trusting our spouse. uh, We're trusting our financial spending plan to tell us, you know, it's a good thing if you wait, it'll be better for you if you wait. We have encouraged some of uh, the young people in our lives maybe to work for a year, delay starting school, um, because in the long run, your debt load will be significantly decreased if you work for a year and put that towards school. That's delayed gratification. So I want to read these verses because I think my trust in God is directly related to my uh, (laughs) desire to have things right now. So. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by God? In other words, you don't see me, so I'm going to go do this myself and get what I want. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? He does see you. I added that in. Um, His Understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, you may wonder, what does this uh, tr- you know, waiting on the Lord have to do with delayed gratification? Sometimes it's directly. Sometimes when you have the temptation to buy the couch or the car or the whatever it is, and you know you don't have the money for it, and uh, you have to lift your face toward heaven and wait on the Lord and say, this doesn't really matter. It's a thing. I'm going to wait on you and trust you that in your timing, maybe I'll be able to have what I desire or I'll have some, take some time and save up for that thing that I think would be great in our home or whatever that thing is that you're thinking of.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to be a little cautious to say, you know, it's not always the things that we can't afford, right? There's a lot of times where even, even in delayed gratification, when we talk about that to say, You know, you might have the money or you might have the resources or you might have the time. uh, But again, one of our, I guess, our mantras here, there's two that we'll probably highlight today. One of them is, is just make every spending decision a spiritual one. And so if we recognize that all of the resources that we have come from the Lord and that it is he who supplies seed to the sower. And, you know, that's just using the scripture there to say, yeah, it is God. All of that comes then we really just want to make sure that we, we're, we're that our hearts are aligned, and that the thing that we're buying isn't going to to surplant uh, our relationship with the Lord. That there isn't going to be something that comes between us and the Lord. And so, and that's a big temptation. Again, we, um, you know, when you look at the temptations of Christ. You know, really to dumb it right down to the context that we're talking about today, that's what Satan was trying to do with Jesus was to 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 offer him these other choices, these other things that 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 weren't that weren't God, that weren't the word of the Lord to Christ. You know, turn this stone into to bread. And Jesus is going, Wait a minute, the father didn't tell me to do that. Now was that delayed gratification? Jesus was hungry. He'd been delaying for forty days. I know. But they, when I
0: was thinking about that yeah. that story of him and the the temptation of Christ in Luke four, and I was thinking about well, you know, here Satan was tempting him to grab a hold of his divinity again and say, yep, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with starving. I'm done with these people. I've been here for thirty years. I'm done." You know, he could have you know, risen up and, and taken his seat next to God and, and never gone through the pain and the suffering. Well, in fact,
1: one of the temptations was call down angels so that you won't be hurt. I mean, he's, you know, he is calling down that. And
0: and he knew what the purpose and plan was for him being on this earth. And he obeyed and he wasn't going to give into that temptation. And, and, he knows, he knows still that it's coming when he becomes king over the earth, ha- heaven and the earth again, and he comes and he brings his church home. I mean, that's what we're anticipating in his second coming, right? Like, it, you mm-hmm. know, the, the grat- that piece, you know, the scripture says in Hebrews 12, you know, he endured this cross, scorned its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. He endured uh, opposition from sinful men. Why? Because he had that joy set before him. And, and the joy is still coming. The joy—I mean, He's resurrected and He's in, in heaven with His Father. But the joy is still coming when we will all be gathered. His His body will be with Him, and that's still still to come. But you know, okay, that's a big spiritual story. That's you know Jesus delaying His 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 you know gratification or however we want to say it. But and and what what does that have to do with me wanting to, a Starbucks coffee or you know? or or a book that I'm pining for, or, you know, like I'm not always so good at delayed gratification. I'm not so good at it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just.
1: Well, it's a good thing that practice is more, you know, the more you practice, the better you get. Right. So
0: I'm getting better at Mm -hmm. delayed gratification. I mean,
1: I mean, we have, we have this principle that we talk about often in in terms of personal finance and saying, you know, there's a 24 hour rule, uh, which is really helpful. And again we we live in a North American context where instant gratification is uh it's all around us. In fact, uh I, I again, I think that there is a um that there is th- th- this this undermining of the principle that the Lord says, we started with with Isaiah saying, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, right? And and God is is teaching us, and He does it all through Scripture in all kinds of places and ways. But He's teaching His people that just just wait for it. Just allow allow the me to to give you the pace and the timing uh, of, of your life, and you know the world around us, the world that we live in, is constantly saying, "Listen, you need you need it now. You need it instant. You need it." uh if you can't get it there's credit available to get it and and pay now or get it now and pay later all of these things and and recognizing that all of that messaging is really an undermining uh, of of a principle that God lays out really clearly and he says listen you you need to in a sense slow down mm. and and allow me to be at work in your life so many times in my own life I know the times that I have kind of run ahead and said, I'm going to do it. And I see it and I can do it. And, and, and God's going, well, yes, but there's so much more that I wanted to teach you. There's so much more that I wanted you to experience. I wanted to show up in that situation and you showed up, Dave, not me.
0: Well, I, 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 that is so profound because we've seen this in our own life over and over Mm -hmm. again. Sometimes we have waited and seen this like, ah, you know, However, he's providing that physical thing that we've needed or even just wanted. Um, uh, I can tell you our hot tub story, which is a really, uh, I'll tell you that in a minute. But while you're talking, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about that verse, which hadn't jumped out at me really till I started reading this again Isaiah 40, verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? You know what I hear? And I said it when I read it the first time. I hear, well, God's not showing up for me. So let's just take this in hand ourselves. And I think there's an underlying discontent. God isn't enough. So I need that new couch. Or COVID has been so depressing. Let's renovate our house. Let's figure out how we're going to do this to get all this stuff in our home because we can't travel. And, you know, are have we been content just to rest? And say, okay, Lord, what are you teaching me? This is, this is what we want to do. This is what sometimes we need to do. We've experienced that this year. We got a new big window in our home. And it's wonderful because our house, there was some house rot on our log home. So we had to take care of that. And, and you do those things. But what is interesting about that story about the renovation of the window is I was getting all worked up about all the things all of a sudden that had to be renovated. And you took me by the face and said, Reb, you're you're making this stressful for yourself. We don't have to do everything at once. So once I had taken a deep breath and said, Okay, God, I am gonna release this to you. I'm gonna and, 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 and I want so what and you guys know this who are listening. You see one renovation, all of a sudden your floor is not good enough, their closets you know, need to be done, the doorknobs are falling off, you need new, like, all of a sudden, everything needs to be done. And you see your house with new eyes. And you think, oh, my goodness, everything needs doing. And then it, for me personally, it gets stressful. But what we've decided to do is to delay every piece. So we step back and say, okay, we've done this piece. Now what's next? And, and, and we don't need to get into details about all that. But I Mm. think, I think we plow ahead we cause ourselves stress we got to get this thing we got to get it now because we say to the lord well you don't see me so you're not paying attention you haven't answered i've just prayed for 5 minutes about this and you're not answering so i mean we have to shift our perspective i think on this whole waiting thing
1: yeah and and it, it's such a it's a, it's so obvious it, it's so evident in our finances because Again, we're, we're in a, in a culture where, you know, there's that message that's happening all the time. But then you couple that with credit and you say, well, you know, God didn't show up. We don't have any, any other, Mm -hmm. any other choices. So I guess the plan is to go into debt for it and to go, wait a minute. Is there a different way? Is there a different, is, is there some way that we can, we can, um, pause here and allow God to be at work? Uh, I mean, I remember and I'm going to share that story when, we were actually moving into this house and we had put our house, our other house up for sale. And we, we 100% knew that God had, had prepared the house that we were moving into for us. So much so that we, I don't even think we walked through it for, uh, <laughs> you know, the, that,
0: that whole, yeah.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the short a, uh, part of the story is, is that all of a sudden we listed our house at the end of February. March went by, April went by. March, April, May, May went by. June, <laughs> June went, went by. by, and and it's like, yeah, the odd, you know, every weekend we're we're putting the house up and we're we're doing showings, and and there's no offers, and there's no offers, and and the word that the Lord throughout that whole season was, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And I'm like, yes, I trust you. But would you hurry up? Would you hurry up? <laughs> and, I mean, I was we. The house was ready to be so. So we our had, new house was ready to be moved into in April. Like the the people yeah. had moved out, and here we are. We're May, June, and and we had committed to the Lord that we were not going to jump ahead. That the house, our house, had to sell before we would purchase this new house. We got
0: offered help for bridge financing, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and we came down to it and said. Uh, you know what? We're just not going to do anything. We're, we'll let the house go. And and you have to understand where we were living, um, you know, was we were at max capacity because we had four little kids in a three bedroom house and no basement. And so it's a long story how we got to this log home that we live in, but it was kind of a dream space for us. Great location, what we needed. And yet we said, Lord, we're just going to give it to you. I mean, we we had this word, just trust me. And what what did we do that wasn't trusting of the Lord? And Dave's always gone back to this: is we dropped the price of our house, Mm -hmm. and you know what? In the end, we hadn't have needed to do that, and that was our way of trying to take control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not saying that that's what you do. That we're not saying that you. And here's
1: what here's what we know is is that the people that ended up buying our house. Uh, saw in february two weeks after it was listed they walked through it they loved it they were willing to pay full price for it at that time but they needed to sell their house first and they had already been through the emotional roller coaster of finding a house that they loved and their house not selling so they decided that they weren't going to put an offer in on until their house sold and and it took until july for their house to sell and the minute their house was sold, they called up, well, the real estate yeah, called up, said, hey, we've got an offer. And within six hours, the offer was was hammered out. And within three weeks, we they were home. moving in and we, we were, were moving out. out. So, you know, it happened so quick. And, and yet the Lord knew that. And he threw out the whole months where we're wondering and we're wondering and we're... We're trying to push and do we do this and do that? And the Lord is just simply saying to us, trust me. Do you trust me? I do you know. trust me?
0: This whole delay gratification thing is really about trusting and waiting. And I, I'm i thinking of all the Advent reading I'm doing um in this wonderful book called Advent Overture um, mm-hmm. by Stuart McAlpine he talks so much about waiting, how there was this 400 years of prophetic silence. Mm-hmm. There was 400 years of slavery for the Israelites in Egypt. And that's a long time. And you do get sometimes to the point in your life, some of you maybe are listening and are just weary. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even just about finances or, you know, you wanting to, you know, renovate or buy, get a new fridge or what, whatever that, whatever it is, or you're praying and you're asking and and God doesn't seem to be coming through, and he's silent. And I, I mean, how do we encourage you other than to look back at Scripture and see the silence? Because when he speaks, when he comes through, when he answers in a way that he sees fit, it is with haste. It is now. It is the, mm-hmm. the child is coming in nine months. The angels are showing up declaring the glory of God. And, and it, it's with joy and with rejoicing mm-hmm. and that prayer is answered. And sometimes our prayers, we want them to be answered a certain way. Um,
1: I, lo- I love the scripture. Uh, throughout scripture, there's these scenes where, where it says something like, and the Lord remembered so-and-so <laughs> and the Lord. And, and it's like, I've always wondered, like what's going on there in the heavenlies, right? But But before that, what's happening is, is people are waiting, right? People are calling out, people are, you know, whatever the situation is, and then there's this little phrase that says, "And then the Lord remembered Rebecca, and then the Lord remembered Dave." Right? And again, I, I don't have the 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 spiritual principle around how how the heavenlies work on that, but it happens often enough that you kind of you got to say to yourself, "Okay, what I do know is is that there is this principle, and uh, and and it's in scripture, but we also have seen science prove it, and and that is around that." When we wait, when there's delayed gratification, um, it actually um, teaches us some skills and some things that, that what we need to navigate this life. And, uh, you know, Reb, you had looked up and, and we know that back in the 1960s, they did this uh, kind of marshmallow experiment with, with young kids. If you haven't heard, heard of it, Reb, you can, you can give a little highlight, but it's a really famous uh experiment around delayed gratification and the gist of it is this that they they put a couple of kids in a private room um they sat them down in a chair and they placed a marshmallow in front of them and then they basically said listen we're going to leave the room and if you don't eat the marshmallow then you'll be rewarded with a second marshmallow but if you eat the marshmallow then you just get one so it's the again it's the you wait and you get two or you eat the one and you get one. So really simple. I like these simple experiments because I'm a kid at heart. And, and
0: but they sat they sat them alone for 15 minutes. And of course, how that's they did, a long that is time, time for, for a kid. kid with a
1: marshmallow so, in front so, of them. <laughs> so
0: some kids jumped up and ate the first marshmallow as soon as the researcher shut the door. Others wiggled and bounced and eventually went and got the marshmallow a few minutes later. But then um, some. Waited because they knew they were getting two. Now here's so this study was published in 1972. But then the the neat thing is they followed these children who grew into adults for 40 years, mm-hmm. and they actually did, saw this in their lives. Those who delayed their gratification and waited received uh, receiving two marshmallows. Those people had higher SAT scores, lower levels of substance abuse, lower likelihood of obesity better responses to stress, better social skills as reported by their parents, and generally better scores in a range of other life measures. The researchers followed up with them for, for 40 years and over and over again, the group who waited patiently for the second marshmallow succeed in whatever capacity they were measuring. So it, it is a very... I'm sure there's more to it and you could probably Google it and go research it yourself. But this is what's interesting because God teaches us to wait and mm-hmm. to wait on him. And I was reading in Hebrews 13 also, which is one of the a key verse for me as we teach clients up more than enough in our workshops. Let your conduct be without coveting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, be content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can boldly say the Lord is our helper. We will not fear. What can man do to me? So when, I mean, there's so much in those two verses Mm. It's Hebrews 13, five and six, don't covet what your neighbor has. Um, be content. I mean, and, and scripture also says you can be content. Paul says, because I have learned contentment. With me, it's impossible, but with God, it is possible. He makes it possible. We can learn contentment. That is our hope. That is our hope that you can say, oh, I'm so bad at waiting. Well, you know what? Maybe change the narrative in your head. I may be bad at waiting, but God is great at waiting inside of you. And while you're waiting, ask him great questions like, Lord, you know, I really want this thing. And don't be fooled. Like, we have had our stories, Um, uh a couple of years ago, two
1: years
0: ago, it's so funny. Our child again, I think I've told this story before you guys say, oh, yeah, you guys are you have a hot tub. Well, let me just tell you, this hot tub cost us fifteen hundred bucks. It wasn't like, you know, why do I have to tell you that? But we didn't it wasn't prime like ten thousand dollar hot tub. That's just out of our realm. But so we're talking about getting a hot tub. We've talked about it for years. And we're talking about it and we're like, oh, there's one here. There's one here. And finally, our son, who's 15, comes to us and says, have you saved for this? And we're like, uh, he goes, why don't we set a jar up in our house and we can just dump change into it and money and we'll we'll put that as a focal point. But if we don't have the money for it, he was getting stressed. He's like, where are you getting the money for this, mom and dad? Because you guys are talking about this and we don't have the money. And we haven't made a plan. So this is coming from our child. So it's good that he listened to us. We weren't listening to ourselves. Um and literally um, within four weeks, we had the money and we had set a goal of, because Dave's a do-it-yourselfer so often, we had set that 1000 or $1,500. And when we got it, we could start looking on Kijiji to see if there's anything out there. Well, it was kind of crazy because um, I believe that that was uh, how it all happened. We found one and literally within a month of justice talking to us about saving money for it and having it. It was a month, and we had it in the ground, and we were using it. And it has been—I have felt a real gift for our family in this time of stress and the workload that David and I are under. And and we just took it as God's grace to us. Mm-hmm. But it took just as speaking sense to us, and and that's just our confession.
1: And you know, I th- right? and I think there is uh, again, you know, this is goes back to what do we learn into delayed gratification? So many things, uh, and and the Lord is. It's not just about the thing you're doing. Again, even if you had the money, even if we're, you know, uh, the Lord is teaching us, but there also is, a, and you referenced that a little bit earlier, there is this, this we wait, we wait, we wait. And then it's like, then you're released. And then the Lord says, okay, let's go do this thing. And things fall into place yeah. or or things happen. And again, I I don't know the principle. I wish I could, you know, Show you, you know, say these in three words and click your heels and, and, and you get And you'll
0: it. get back to, uh, Kansas.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work that no. way. But, but what we do know is, is that as we, as we bring, uh, our relationship with the Lord into this, uh, that, that, and as we journey along in, in the, the way that the Lord wants us to walk, then it's good and we can trust Him. You know, I'm, I'm, as a final, as we come to the end of the show, you know, I'm reminded of Moses, who's leading the people out of Egypt. So all the plagues have happened. They're on the edge of the sea, and they're they're up until this point. They're kind of worshiping the Lord. They're like, oh, "Okay, everything's good. Uh, we've been delayed gratification for 400 years in slavery. We've finally been released, and we've plundered all of uh, Egypt uh, in the way." And God has been so faithful, and so they're moving out, and and then of course they get to the first first big thing the israelite nations coming behind them in chariots and they're stuck on the edge of the sea and and there's this scene where where god says to moses well stick your stick your staff in the ground and cross and so you know what uh, allowing the lord to say you know delayed gratification is not uh is not punishing myself and denying myself mm-hmm. right that's not what it's about mm-hmm. it's about listening to the lord and doing it at his pace and i want to leave you with that Mm -hmm. thought as we just pray on the way out here that that the lord wants to lead us in every spending decision he wants to it's his desire and he wants to show us his way and and delayed gratification is one of the one of the ways of the lord so lord we just thank you for your peace we thank you for your leading we thank you for your grace and we thank you for your word that teaches us all these things And we just pray this all in Christ's name. And well, Merry Christmas. We're in the season. Uh, And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.